the digital evolution has changed the way consumers identify properties, research neighborhoods, interact with real estate professionals, and plan their entire home buying journey. As a real estate geek, I have joked before that I spent way more time on the Zillow app than I do on any other app on my phone, Facebook, ESPN, Twitter combined. And I'm not the only person who has developed habits around consuming information about real estate online. In the first episode of the Modern Mortgage Origination Masterclass, we discuss the affordability crunch and how to navigate volatile mortgage rates in the changing housing market with Dr. Orfe Devunge. Today's episode is focused on home shopping trends and how first-time and repeat buyers are approaching the market. Our guest, or dare I say adjunct professor, is Amanda Pendleton. Amanda is Zillow's home trends expert. She translates Zillow's housing market data into actionable advice for homeowners, buyers, sellers, and renters looking to move or maximize their biggest financial investment. She directs research that helps people make more informed decisions about where and how they live. I hope you enjoy the second episode in our four-part series on the modern mortgage origination. This masterclass series is a special edition of the Housing News Podcast and brought to you by Zillow Home Loans. This masterclass is brought to you by Zillow Home Loans. Zillow Home Loans is Zillow's affiliated mortgage lender and loan originator. They offer competitive rates and fees, low down payment options, and a variety of loan types to meet the customer's unique mortgage needs. Zillow Home Loans is committed to supporting the home buyer alongside their agent to make buying a home a reality. Well, Amanda, welcome to this special edition of the Housing News Podcast, the Modern Mortgage Origination Masterclass. This is part two of the series, and I'm thrilled to to welcome you to this um, educational journey today to talk about today's home buyer. Welcome, and thank you for joining us. Yeah, thrilled to be here. Thank you, Clayton. Well, Amanda, you have an incredible background, both in broadcast and in real estate. So I'm excited to dive into some of the data and intelligence that you've gathered in your time at Zillow. Let's start off with talking about today's home buyer. So Amanda, what are some of the current buyer demographic trends that you're seeing and, and how are these changing? And demographics are absolutely driving buyer demand right now. So we've got millennials, the largest generational group in the country, largest generational group in history, and they're aging into their home buying years. So they're hitting their mid thirties. They want to settle down. They want to buy a home. And actually there's never going to be more people in these prime home buying years than there are right now in 2023. So you've also got baby boomers, another huge generational group, and they're healthier, they're living longer. They want to age in place, and they're really looking for a home where they can spend their golden years. So they're far more active in the housing market than previous generations had been. So combined, you just have these two huge generational groups, and they're kind of looking for the same kind of home, right? They want something a little bit more affordable. They want something smaller. So that's why we're seeing a lot of competition for starter homes right now. We know prices for starter homes are up 8% over the past year, and they're down for those higher-end homes on the market. 
Uh, so that's sort of the macro demographic trends that we're seeing. You know, we can get even more specific and, and, and paint you a picture of the typical home buyer today. So we know the average home buyer is 44 years old. They're partnered or they're married. They've completed some college and they're most likely to buy a home in the South. And that's because there's just more new construction in the South. Homes are more affordable in that region. And we're seeing with the rise of remote work, people are thinking about leaving these more expensive coastal metro areas and they're looking for more affordable options. And that's driving a lot of migration to the South where there's also warmer weather. So Amanda, when you mentioned the average home buyer age is 44, that's kind of the the mean or median between these first time home buyers as well as move up buyers or the the baby boomers who might be downsizing later in their home ownership journey. Correct. Yeah. 44 sort of falls right between the millennial generation and the baby boomer generation. And that's, you know, those two generations are where we're really seeing the most action in the market. Awesome. And you also mentioned that we have more people coming of age to that first time homeowner category than ever in history. I know at Housing Wire, we've covered that the period between 2020 and 2024 is the only period in time in our like recent and relevant history where more people turn that peak home buying age each year. And that's, that's beaten each subsequent year through, through 2024. Do you know if we've seen any, any changes in that app, the average age of the first time home buyer in, in recent years and recent history? You know, it, it has been staying pretty stable, the average age of a typical home buyer over the past couple of years. Those trends don't tend to shift very quickly. You know, the age, obviously, you know, if we look back a decade, it's a little bit older. Uh, people are being forced to delay home ownership because homes have just become so expensive while incomes haven't been able to rise at, at the same rate. So that's forced a lot of younger people to, to delay their first time home purchase. And that's sort of notched the, the typical age of a home buyer up by a few years. So Amanda, I've seen some research come out at Zillow, not only talking about the the age and um, generation of home buyers, but all but also gender. And uh, Zillow recently covered an article about the the gender gap and how the gender gap is is widening as we start to see young sing, single female home buyers come into the the first time home buyer equation. Can you tell us more about that that trend and some of the data to back that up? Yeah, so we know that single men have long been more likely than single women to own a home. Uh, but we did see that gap narrow sharply in recent years, and it actually almost closed entirely in 2021. But our most recent analysis found that it started to widen back out again in 2022. Uh, so if we go back to 2016, nearly 20% of young single women had purchased a home on their own, while nearly 30% of young single men were homeowners. You know, we saw that gap shrink over the next five years as more women entered the workforce and as female incomes started to rise. Uh, but then came the pandemic. And that forced a lot of women to have to leave their jobs. They were shouldering the load of a lot of childcare and elder care. And a lot of those options were in flux during the pandemic. Uh, so they had to leave work. And as a result, uh, home ownership just became further out of reach. So we also know women continue to earn less than men. Right now, it's about 82 cents on every dollar. So the options available to a single female home buyer are just so much fewer than there are available for a single, single men. Oh, that's really interesting. So the trend was 
moving in a direction where the gap was was narrowing and then COVID re- reversed that trend and the gap between male and female home ownership started to widen again. Am I understanding you correctly? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, because you know, we, we saw a lot of women have to leave the workforce and we saw their impact, their, their incomes take the biggest hit during the pandemic. Uh, so as a result, we just saw fewer young single women enter home ownership or be able to enter home ownership at a time when prices uh, were rapidly rising. So Amanda, if we take this knowledge that we're seeing in demographics, how should housing professionals and the real estate or mortgage side apply this knowledge and information to their business as they're looking to serve as many consumers as possible? Yeah, you're really looking at two different types of buyers, right? We have first-time buyers, millennials, who are entering the market for the first time. And then we have probably more experienced buyers, the baby boomer generation. You know, this huge group of first-time buyers entering home ownership uh, is pretty significant right now. What we did see is as mortgage rates started to increase, a lot of these repeat buyers decided to stay on the sidelines. They didn't want to give up their ultra-low mortgage rate and trade it in for today's much higher rates. So that meant that first-time buyers were able to get their foot in the door, and we started to see their share increase over the past year. So there are a lot more first-time home buyers out there and they need a little bit more hand-holding. They need more education, specifically when it comes to financing and to the mortgage process. A lot of them are coming to agents without a pre-approval, without a mortgage in place, without a lender in place. So, you know, it really is incumbent on an agent to help educate them about the process, help them figure out how much home they can afford, and, and make sure they're able to connect with a great lender who, who's going to be able to help them through that process. That's really interesting. In our first episode in this series, Orfe talked about how first-time homebuyers may be a large opportunity for agents and lenders alike as they're not locked down in that, that low more, that low COVID era mortgage rate and are, are coming into the, the home ownership market with a, with a fresher lens. Outside of not understanding the mortgage process and how much house a first-time homeowner may be able to afford, are there any other challenges that first-time buyers are facing in their home search process and uh, in the environment that we're in today? Yeah, affordability is absolutely the number one challenge, especially for a first-time home buyer today. You know, today's higher mortgage rates have really impacted their buying power. You know, let's say uh, you're a first-time buyer, you were looking at a $500,000 home. Well, let's say you bought this house back when rates were 3%, so, you know, a year, year and a half ago. Uh, your monthly payment was going to be about $2,300. Well, today, if you're purchasing that same $500,000 home at a 6.5% interest rate, you're looking at $800 more every single month, so a $3,100 monthly payment. And that means that a lot of first-time buyers are forced to kind of shift that price range down. So maybe they were looking at that $500,000 home, and now they're in the three dollars dollars to $400,000 range. And they've got a lot of company, too, right? Now there's a lot more people looking in that lower price range. So, you know, a great tool for, for buyers, and that can also be really helpful for agents to direct their buyers to, uh, is the ability to search by monthly cost on Zillow. So instead 
instead of looking at that big purchase price, you can search for homes based on what you can afford on a monthly basis. And so you're only seeing the homes that you know that you can afford. And let's say mortgage rates go down, well, suddenly more homes are going to pop up into your search. And so, you know, if you're an agent and your client is sending you Zillow listings, which we know happens all the time, you know, at least they're going to be sending you the listings that they can actually afford it and can move forward on. That's really interesting. So outside of the, the, the Zillow tool and the ability to, to search for homes by affordability and payment size, how are you seeing home buyers start to interact with mortgage lenders and learn more about what they can actually afford at today's home price level and today's interest rate level? You know, I think when buyers are thinking about affordability, they're thinking about that really big sticker price. And they're thinking, if only I could get that to come down, I could afford to buy a house. You know, the reality is that a monthly home payment is going to be far more impacted by a really small movement downwards in mortgage rates than by a typical price reduction. So, you know, instead of focusing on bargaining down the price, buyers need to be thinking about how can I get the best possible mortgage rate and the best possible mortgage product? That's what's going to really help them in the long term. And so that means shopping around for the best rate and for the best lender. You know, we did a recent Zillow home loan survey and we found that people spend more time shopping for a TV than shopping for a mortgage which is crazy when you think about, you know, the tens of thousands of dollars that you can save over the life of that mortgage just by shopping around for a lender. Uh, So this is really a huge opportunity for agents to educate their buyers about the impact that the mortgage rate is going to have on their purchasing power and the mortgage product as well, and helping connect them with the right lender who's going to educate them and guide them through the financing process. You know, we know 80% of homebuyers do finance with a mortgage, but only 40% start with financing. That means there's a lot of buyers who are coming to agents without their financing in place, and they really need that agent to help them through that journey. That's really interesting. I, w- I want to come back to the kind of the the lender, the agent first uh, topic, but I want to hit come back to that study that you mentioned um, about more the that home buyers spend more time researching a TV than they do their their mortgage lender. That was definitely a study and a headline that caught my attention. Can you tell us more about how home buyers are researching prospective lenders and are they shopping? Are they not shopping for rate? Like what what does comparing and researching lenders look like for today's modern home buyer? You know, I think what is clear from our research is that the mortgage process is is not clear at all, right? There's a lot of confusion, a lot of uncertainty. It's overwhelming to a buyer, especially a first-time buyer, and they don't really know where to start. Uh, we know from our research, buyers have really low expectations going into this process and high levels of uncertainty. So, you know, that's why there's such a real opportunity there for agents to help their buyers better understand, you know, what they can expect through the process and then guide them in the right direction to help them understand what they can really afford. Um, When choosing a lender, we know that buyers are ultimately looking at the best rate, trying to find the best rate, and customer service. Specifically, they're looking for a lender who they deem to be trustworthy and responsive. Those were extremely important qualities for buyers when selecting a lender. Uh, We know 80% of buyers want their lender to be up-to-date on technology. 79% want the lender to give them frequent updates during the mortgage process. 
That's really interesting. And we also know that it's a very low inventory market in, in most parts of the U.S. So buyers need their agents to be technologically enabled and, and responsive as they navigate what is very likely um, kind of a multiple offers on different properties before they find that that dream home that actually um, that's a match with with them as a buyer. So like, are, is that kind of communication style? Like, is that typically like happening over while buyers look at multiple houses as they work with an agent or like, what do you think the, the need or the desire for that, that high response score on communication comes from? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Buyers recognize that in today's market, they need to move quickly. We have seen this huge spike in market velocity, right? The pace at which homes are, are flying off the market. Uh, at last check, I believe it was about 13 days. In pre-pandemic times, it was about 30 days from when a home was listed to when a home went pending. So buyers recognize they need to move quickly and agents recognize the same thing. So being able to have your financing lined up before you're even entering the offer situation, right, is incredibly key right now. So anything that gives buyers a speed advantage through technology is going to be helpful in today's market. Okay, really interesting. So you mentioned that 80% of home buyers are using mortgage financing and about 40% or only 40% are starting to work with a lender before an agent or before they identify a property. So that, that other, that, that 40%, um, that's working with a lender first is a lender often referring them to a, to an agent or like, do you know when they start engaging an agent? Yeah. So we know that, you know, vast majority of buyers ultimately start the home shopping process on their own. I think something like 89% of them start looking at homes online. They start determining what home's going to be the right fit for them. But then very few buyers ultimately take the next steps without having an agent. Uh, you know, we, we know less than a quarter will go to an open house or take a private tour without having an agent in their corner. And a single digit percentage of buyers ultimately go through with an offer without an agent. Agent. So agents are, are incredibly important in the process. And in fact, the share of buyers using an agent has grown every single year over the past decade, despite this explosion in real estate technology that's ultimately making the process easier. Um, in terms of when uh, buyers engage with an agent versus when they go and get financing first. Uh, we know 41% of buyers go through financing first and then 59% ultimately start with the agent. So, you know, huge opportunity for both lenders and for buyers to be able to be a, a great source of information or, or I'm sorry, lenders and agents to be a great source of information for those buyers to point them in the right direction, uh, whether they're coming in the funnel through the lender or through the agent. All right. So we also know that we, so we have 40% of home buyers that are working or the other 40% are working with an agent before a lender. So the agent's pretty instrumental in referring to preferred lending partners or are we getting any research from back from consumers on how they meet their lender? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we know that 
believe it's 55% of buyers say they get information about financing and about their lender through their agent. That's even more than through a financial institution, through a real estate website, through friends, through family. You know, a, a majority of buyers are getting information about the financing process through their agent. Uh, so that's why it's just so critical for agents to be able to, to, to be able to, 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 to send their clients or at least recommend a trusted lender and to recommend several trusted lenders. We always say, you know, you want to shop around, make sure you're getting the right fit for you and for your family. I mean, you're going to be sharing a lot of personal financial information with this lender. And ultimately, the lender is going to give you a competitive edge if you're in a multiple offer situation because they're going to vouch for you and make your offer stronger. When we look at this, the consumer lens, we definitely don't want consumers to be that statistic that spends more time researching their television than they do their mortgage lender. But our audience of housing professionals and, and mortgage professionals also don't want to be the lender that that's getting shopped around and seeing business walk out the door. Has anything in Zillow research or surveys given any indication to how lenders can ensure that they after they do a pre-approval or have a meeting with a prospective borrower, how they, how they win and, and keep that business and ensure that they are the, the lender that prevails as the educated consumer evaluates the market. You know, that's a really good question. And I don't believe we have specific research that answers it. Uh, but, you know, I, I go back to the research that we do have on the qualities that buyers are looking for in a lender. They want trustworthiness and they want responsiveness. And if a lender can deliver that, they've got a pretty good chance of keeping that business. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly the right point to emphasize. And I don't think we can emphasize it enough. The, the mortgage origination market has taken a a fast shift from having a, a lot of refi volume. And I think there are some, some habits in mortgage origination that, that can't be emphasized enough. And that responsiveness is, uh, something that I think real estate agents and consumers alike demand from their real estate partners. So Amanda, we've talked a lot about the home buyer. Let's shift over and, and talk a little bit about the home seller. And I know that Zillow has done quite a bit of research on seller trends. And many sellers are feeling locked into their, their lower mortgage rates. What should agents tell sellers or, or communicate to sellers who are getting ready to sell to help make sure that they, one, they don't feel locked into, um, the, the rate that they're in and, and two, help them get the most value out of their home. Even with higher mortgage rates, life goes on, right? Life changes happen. People still need to move. And in today's market, sellers can't just throw up a for sale sign and wait for the offers to roll in like they may have done a year and a half ago. Uh, so they've got to roll up their sleeves. They've got to do some extra work. They've got to put in some effort to make sure that their home sells for top dollar. Um, so, you know, obviously agents are going to be the experts and they're going to be able to tell uh, their clients and their sellers exactly what they need to do in their particular neighborhood. But we do have some universal tips uh, that I can share. So from our research, you got to start early on repairs and improvements. Uh, we know that most sellers complete two repairs or improvements before they list their home for sale. The most common are interior painting, carpet cleaning, and landscaping. And, and for good reason. Those are the projects that can deliver a really high 
high ROI because they signal to a buyer that a home is clean and it's well-maintained. Uh, and if you want to get even more strategic on the interior painting, uh, we have research that finds that certain paint colors can help boost your sale price. Uh, we know that if you paint your bathroom light blue, your home could sell for nearly $4,700 more than expected, and dark blue bedrooms can sell for nearly $1,500 more than expected. Uh, so the second thing is to pay attention to online curb appeal. We know a vast majority of buyers are starting that home search online. So think about investing in a great media package. You've got to have the drone photography, the videography, the, the professional high resolution photography, and you can't forget a, a virtual or 3D home tour. It's critical right now. We know that homes that have a virtual 3D home tour or an interactive floor plan get 69% more views and 80% more saves on Zillow. So that's the new expectation now for buyers. Uh, and then the third thing is to focus on the right features. You know, Zillow recently conducted some, some research around the features that can boost your home's value when they're mentioned in a listing description. And we found that buyers who can afford to, to shop in today's market are willing to pay a little bit more for little luxuries that, that personalize their space. Uh, for example, you know, high-end kitchen features like steam ovens or pizza ovens or professional-grade appliances can sell a home for as much as 5.3% more than a expected. Um, while really personal features and, and kind of unique features like terrazzo tile or she sheds can contribute to home selling for 2.5% more than expected. So if your seller has some of these trendy features, make sure to flaunt them in your listing description. That's, that, that's really interesting. And one of the, the biggest challenges we've had in the housing market is, is lack of existing inventory coming, coming back on market. So it, it's really a positive thing when agents are working with potential home buyers that are bringing their homes to market and, and hopefully themselves coming back into the purchase market and, and purchasing something elsewhere. Are is Zillow seeing any trends on if home sellers are, are likely to work with that? Um, more or less likely to work with their listing agent as they search for their, their next home? And are they searching simultaneously or searching on Zillow as their, as their listing is active? Yeah, I, I mean, typically we know about 60% of home sellers are also buying a home at the same time. So a majority of sellers are, are also buying, right? They're going through these two processes at the same time. And we know that it's extremely stressful trying to time those two transactions, especially in today's market, uh, where it, it may take a little bit more effort to sell your home, right? And where there isn't the inventory on the buying side. So it may take you a bit longer to find your next home. Um, so, so yeah, we do know that, that most sellers are, are in that boat. Really interesting. And I guess if 60% are searching for a new home, that 60% are also looking to engage with the mortgage professional. And uh, the data in the past has shown that consumers or homeowners are, are, are relatively unlikely to um, return to their to return to their prior lender on their next mortgage at the, the recapture rate hasn't been extremely high. Do you get a sense that there's anything different about the the lender evaluation process for these these move up or or kind of downgrade home buyers that are coming back into the market? Um, yeah, we, we do know that there's a difference between repeat buyers and uh, and first time buyers. 
when it comes to selecting a lender. Uh, we know repeat buyers are more sensitive, even more sensitive than first-time buyers to rising mortgage rates. You know, homeowners, obviously, who locked in those ultra-low 3% rates, they don't want to give them up. So they're not listing their homes unless they absolutely have to. And today's rates make it really hard for them to trade up to a larger home. Uh, and if you're downsizing, you're probably going to end up paying the same amount for your for your current home. So the incentives aren't quite there. You know, repeat buyers, obviously, they have the advantage of, of holding a lot of equity in their homes, especially if they purchased their homes prior to the pandemic. So they're in really good shape. Uh, but but I think because they're so sensitive to mortgage rates, perhaps they're, they're more apt to want to shop around and find the best rate. So Amanda, today we've uncovered a lot of information about today's modern home buyer. I want to conclude the conversation with once again, kind of coming back to how real estate professionals and mortgage professionals, sh- what they should do with this information. So let's, let me start off with the question about real estate agents. So we've talked through buyer demographics. We've talked through home search and home seller trends. What is the, what are, what's the biggest lesson that today's real estate agent should walk away with this conversation, making them more impactful as they serve? Of their home buyers and sellers. Look, I think agents need to recognize that affordability is the biggest issue for home buyers and for home sellers today. And it comes with a lot of uncertainty. You know, agents are often sort of the first point of contact for a buyer when they're starting their home search. And that's why they're in this unique position to help educate their buyers around the financing process and the mortgage process and, and to make sure they're getting financed first. Uh, you know, a great resource for agents and for buyers alike is the home loans tab on the Zillow page. Uh, that's where buyers can find all of Zillow's affordability tools. So they can use a mortgage calculator and other affordability tools to figure out what they can really afford on a monthly basis. And then they can even start the pre-approval process with Zillow home loans. Uh, but that's a great resource for, for agents to be able to, to, to send to their buyers to say, hey, you can start here first. You can start this process online and just get a sense of what you can really afford. You know, having these types of resources at your fingertips uh, helps you show buyers the roadmap to home ownership and gives them a lot more confidence to, to take the next step in their journey. Affordability, affordability, affordability. That rings so true with our first episode in this series with Orfe Devungi, where we, we talked about how rates as well as home price appreciation are putting so much pressure on, on home buyers and, and sellers alike. So r- really astute advice for the real estate agent. And if we're able to take this advice over to the mortgage originator, we understand the pressure on homeowners and the challenge of affordability. How can loan originators be as impactful as possible as they help home buyers and the real estate refer- agent partners? You know, I, I think for the loan originators, it comes down to, to trustworthiness and, and responsiveness. We know that's what resonates with today's buyers. Uh, if they can educate their clients as much as possible, uh, that, that's going to help those buyers enter this process with a lot more confidence. We know that the the one big thing buyers hate about the mortgage process is that it feels uncertain. It feels scary. It feels complicated. So if you can, can, ease some of those concerns, uh, you're going to be that much farther ahead and you're going to form a, a deeper relationship with that client uh, so that, you know, the next time that they're shopping for their next home, they're going to come back to you. All right, folks, Amanda, 
thank you so much for your, sharing your expertise today. Uh, I think we shined a lot of light on some of the, the facts and figures and the um, the anecdotal uh, knowledge that's helping agents, lenders, and home buyers be as effective as possible in today's modern housing market. Well, thank you, Clayton. I appreciate it. Bam. Now that is a wrap of this week's episode of the Housing News Podcast. Do me a huge favor and go to iTunes and rate this show. And if you leave a comment, you better tune in next week because you might get a shout out. Thank you.